Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey, and welcome back. Today's topic is a tool that I think should be in everybody's toolbox. But at the same time, I caution everybody because I often see it misused and abused. What is this tool you're asking? Fasting. Let's dive into the crazy world of fasting and what it's all about. Fasting offers several healing benefits. The biggest is something called autophagy. Autophagy basically is cellular repair. It's been a buzzword and it's kind of misunderstood. It's also not understood even by scientists because the only way to truly study it is after someone's dead. So there's a lot of myths out there Um, you'll see a lot of graphs of when autophagy starts when you fast. Well, I hate to break it to everybody, but autophagy is continuous in our body. It's always there or we'd be dead. But autophagy basically is old cells getting broken down and discarded and replaced with new cells. So as we fast, it starts increasing and becoming more efficient. It's not that it all of a sudden starts at 17 hours. No, it's always going on in our body. It just starts getting more and more efficient. And then they estimate at 72 hours, it caps off as efficient or as fast as it could be. And then it levels off at that point, at that 72 hour mark of a fasted state. And in a fasted state, they pretty much mean a water and salt electrolyte type of thing type of fast, but we'll go into the different fasts and what you can and can't have in a minute. So autophagy is the number one benefit and healing benefit of fasting. It eats up all those old damaged cells and then with all the good nutrients we're putting in, it builds healthy new ones. Benefit, autophagy. Um, Especially if you have a lot, a lot of weight to lose, it will help with loose skin as well. Um, but it improves your cells in general, everything, your inside, your outside. So we really want to do everything we can to trigger this autophagy. And down the road, we'll have an episode just on autophagy because there's other ways to increase the level of autophagy. But fasting is one of them. So cellular repair autophagy is huge when it comes to fasting and it's the biggest benefit. The next benefit would be improving our insulin sensitivity. Whenever we go periods of time without food, our body starts resetting our insulin sensitivity levels because we're depleting glycogen stores, and this will help with our overall metabolic health. So that is a huge plus of fasting is 
improving our metabolic health through increasing our insulin sensitivity. And then the, the digestive rest. That is the big one. When we're not eating and we're not ingesting things that our body thinks it needs to digest, it gives it time to reset, to repair those um, damaged cells in your stomach. Think of your stuff like indigestion and bloating and possibly stomach lining issues. It will overall improve all of that. And fasting's also been shown to, sh to improve your mitochondria, which is part of your digestive system. So it's really important that when we do look at fasting, we look at it as the healing aspects, as our number one targets versus weight management. Yes, weight management is a benefit of fasting, but that should be down at the bottom of the list because then we're not doing it in a way that's going to heal us, heal inside of us for long-term health. And that's our goal. If you're following me and you're listening to me, it's all about getting healthy and letting the weight loss be the by byproduct of the health, not the other way around. So some of the other benefits from a health standpoint is it reduces inflammation, it improves our brain health, it can again improve our, our hormone balance, and all of that kind of ties back into the cellular repair level. So we want to look at it as what it's doing to our insides versus our outsides. We don't want to look at it as how much weight can I lose during this fast. You want to look at it as what can I get my body to reset and repair. I have gut damage or my insulin levels are off the charts, whatever that is. Or maybe you have some sort of disease that you want to try to do some fasting for the cellular turnover to get rid of some of the damaged cells to replace them with healthy cells to help you fight off. It also a 72-hour fast, and we'll get into these longer fasts, but 72-hour fast is known as a reset fast where it resets your immune system. It breaks it down and it repairs it completely so that you, it strengthens your immune system overall. So let's get into all the different types of fasting since I've touched on it now. I guess we'll start with extended fasting. Extended fasting is generally considered anything that's about 72 hours or longer. Some may say 48 hours. You do you, boo. Anything over that 48 hours I'll give you as extended fasting, but some people will go five to 10 days. Now, if you're going on a really, really long fast, you should probably either be incredibly experienced or being observed by a medical professional or a nutritional professional, someone that can help you along the way because you will experience things that probably need some guidance, especially if you've never done anything over 72 hours. The other kind of fast we call... Um, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting and time-restricted eating get mixed up. So there's two definitions of intermittent fasting. The first being is fasting intermittently, meaning one day you're fasting or you're fasting for a day and a half and then you're eating a day and then fasting a day and a half or you're eating three days and then fasting a day and a half. Like you get it. You're, you're fasting 24 hours to 36 hours and then having a day or two of eating in between. That's the original definition of intermittent fasting. Now intermittent fasting has also been cross-termed with time-restricted eating. What do I mean by this? Basically, you have set hours, like you're going to fast for 18 hours and eat for 6, or fast for 12 hours and eat for 12. Um, you're basically trying to compress your eating window 
and that's where it's time-restricted eating makes more sense and, and actually triggers people a little bit better. Let's say that you decide every day you're going to eat in an eight-hour window. The rest of the time you don't eat, you drink water, you might have your coffee and tea, we'll go into that in a minute, but you eat in that small window. Sometimes it's eight hours, six hours, four hours, two hours, one hour, and then everyone comes up, well, what if I want to do seven hours? That's fine. You pick the time, how long you need to eat, and go from there. That's intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating. That's the modern-day definition of it. So 12 hours is the minimum you should be fasting every day, whether you practice fasting or not. You should be able to go 12 hours between your last meal and your first meal. I say this because we've become a society where we eat constantly and we never give our body time to rest. That 12 hours is the bare minimum your body needs to start doing some of the repairs it needs to do in your digestive tract and just in general. So try to shoot for 12. If you've never fasted before, shoot for 12 hours first and then just slowly increase it. That's how you get to these bigger times. You don't just jump right in with a big long 72 hour fast. You start at 12, you go to 16, or basically you say, I'm going to start at 12, and then you don't eat until you're hungry. You might hit 14, 15, 16, 18. You don't know, but that's how you build up. Fasting is a muscle that you build up, and hunger comes in waves. When you do the longer fast, you will get hungry, and it comes in waves. So you just kind of ride out the waves, maybe have a little salt, some water, and then go from there. So now, based on that... Let's get into what you should and shouldn't have during a fast. Now, as you search the internet, you are going to find all different sorts of advice and opinions on what you can and cannot have during a fast. I approach it from a health perspective, so my advice is going to be rather strict. You may or may not like what I have to say because I'm not looking at it as a form of weight loss. I'm looking at this as a form of healing for your body. So I want you to stick to water, electrolytes that are unflavored, black coffee, and plain tea. That would be green, black, or white tea. They're all the same leaf. They're just fermented different lengths of time. No fruity flavors, no fruity bubbly. If you like mineral water, plain mineral water, actually it's very good, especially if you're doing a little bit longer fast to help with the hunger but stick to the bare, bare minimum. Now, if you're doing a 72-hour fast or even a 48-hour fast and you just want to extend your time, some broth can be used very little as a training wheel till you get to the point where you no longer need it. Um, there are a lot of people out there that preach training wheels. There's a lot of people out there that preach it's okay to have fat. Some of those are all ways to train your body to get there, but if you're looking truly for the digestive rest, the cellular repair, the overall health benefits, you want to keep it to as much water and salt as possible and use all the rest as a little bit of training reel, but not as something that you have all the time as you fast because you will be negating some of the benefits. Not all of them, just some of them. And we don't know what exactly is happening because like I said, a lot of this is speculation because some of it can't be studied because it's in your tissue and you'd have to be dead to study your tissue. You get it. It's not something scientifically they can actually figure out. So you see, I'm a purist. I want you to stick to as what people say clean as fast as possible, but I want you just to stick to the basics. Water, salt, 
maybe some unflavored electrolytes, maybe some coffee, especially if you need your coffee in the morning, um, black tea, plain, simple, black, green, white, um, and with nothing in it. Keep it as simple and plain as possible so that you can reap the maximum benefits. That's why I always say start slow and build up because when you start really clean to begin with and you build up on top of that, you reap the health benefits a lot quicker than if you start with all these training wheels and you can't get off of them. Before I go into some tips of how to implement this, some simple ways to add it into your life, I've, I've given you some, but we'll recap it at the end. I want to go into some caution on misusing or abusing fasting. Fasting is an awesome healing tool. I went over all the benefits. But those who look at it as a form of weight management as well, look at it as a form of restriction. It be, can become very obsessive. You hit a plateau and then you start fasting longer, harder. You eat less. You restrict your intake and your fasting. Fasting should be in a fast feast cycle. Yes, you heard me right. You fast, then you feast. If you are not getting the nutrients into your body, it cannot do those cellular repairs that we talked about. It doesn't have the tools it needs. It doesn't have what it needs or the building blocks to start healing. Far too often, I've seen people go, well, I can only lose weight if I do a five-day fast. There's a different problem going on inside you if that's the case. Fasting for five days or more is truly for healing purposes only and not for weight loss. So take a step back. If you find yourself over fasting, um, pushing it too hard, not getting enough feeding in in between, restricting your food on top of fasting, all of that are signs that you are misusing the fasting point or tool in the toolbox. It should be an addition to what you're doing, but it shouldn't be forced, pushed, extended beyond you getting in nutrients into your body. One more time. You fast and then you feast. If you are eating a salad because you are not hungry, you need to start taking a step back from your fasting regimen and making sure that you are eating a full day's calories in the days you're eating, especially if you're doing something like an alternate day fasting where you eat one day and you don't eat the next. If you are not eating a full day's worth of food, there is a problem. You are over fasting. Your body's starting to shut down. It's not talking to you properly. The leptin and ghrelin are out of whack. The hormones are actually starting to get dysregulated versus regulated. So we want to make sure everything we always do is to nourish our bodies in the long run. Let them heal and make sure we nourish them back. So how exactly do you start if you've never fasted before? Like I said a few minutes ago, start with 12 hours. That is the minimum you should be fasting. And then every couple days, try to increase it an hour till you hit that 16 hours. Maybe then you start increasing it every couple weeks till you hit 18 hours. For a lot of people, that's enough. But you're also going to have to look at not only what fits into your lifestyle, but how it's affecting your body. Most of us, when we want to fast a little bit longer, we prefer to skip meals earlier in the day and have dinner with our family. 
because it's probably the only time you sit down with your husband, your kids, your spouse, your significant other, whatever it is. But it's the only time you sit down with them. So you don't want to miss that meal. However, you have to see how that affects your body. There are certain times in a woman's life that skipping breakfast can be counterproductive. Our bodies actually need it, um, especially for hormone balance, especially if you're in peri and or, and or going through menopause. If you're already on the other side, the chances of it affecting you are quite slim, but you have to listen to your body. And if that's the case, I suggest you doing basically two fasts a day. You're going to do an eight-hour win- window of eating, and you're going to eat a big breakfast, and then you're going to have your dinner with your family, and then you're going to do a mini fast in between those, and then your longer fast will be from dinner to breakfast. I hope that makes sense. So basically, you're going to go from dinner to breakfast without eating anything. You're going to eat your big breakfast, and then you're going to go from breakfast to dinner without eating anything. So it's kind of like two mini fasts versus one longer fast. Sometimes that's all it takes to help your body along. Um, Or eating, if you want to eat three meals in your eight-hour window while you're going through this just to support everything, go for it and just have that 12, 14, 16 hours on the other end where it works to your behalf of not eating and getting some of the benefits or all the benefits of fasting. You get all the benefits no matter what. It's just at different levels. So don't think because you're doing shorter fasts that you're not getting the benefits. You are still getting the benefits. My next tip kind of goes more towards the weight management or weight loss side. Don't do the same thing every day. You want to reap all the health benefits, but you want to vary the hours that you're fasting. You don't want to say every day eat between 11 and 7. You want to shake that up. Some days maybe eat lunch at or breakfast at 8 and then have a late lunch. Um, switch your hours up. Maybe some days do 12 hours and some days do 20 hours of fasting. Switch it up. That is the most important thing you can do from a weight loss or weight management perspective. You still get the healing benefits, but it will help prevent or slow down any plateaus that might be coming. On that note, friends, try out fasting. Give your digestive system a rest. Get that autophagy going and be healthy. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.